Welcome everyone to the Checkmate podcast, a political podcast by Tenementian Media. Um, for the latter Tenementian Media, some some great things are coming out in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned to that. I'm very happy about it. Yeah, but welcome. Hope everybody good and in high spirits, um, regardless of where you are in the world and regardless of your individual circumstances. Um, our episode before this, we talk about the Guyanese election and all the drama to the to, that is going on with the election so big up ravin anyway before providing insight on that um for this episode for this episode we also going outside of jamaican waters all right so the other election in the caribbean coming up is a trinidadian election which i am definitely excited about if anybody know me you know that trinidad is my favorite country outside of jamaica like any opportunity for go fly out Trinidad, you understand? I just want Caricom to forget the local intra traveling tax, you know? Remove so we can start, you know? Ship out, like say, Florida, we are going every weekend. Don't know. And yes, yeah, I have a lot of friends there. And there, this is this is the election I'm definitely, definitely excited about. I love Trinidad. I love their elections. And it is one bag of excitement, you know, at Trinidad. They bring excitement to everything. And it just felt right having someone to come on. Who is underground? Who is in Trinidad to give some kind of detail, a comment of what's going on? You know, because the election is August tenth, and this episode is dropping on August second. So yeah, is <laughs> so. On the line we have the lovely Ashley Burnett, who like not gonna be on your studio. Like between she and Jaren, me no know who must stand more. Like me want be them, me want be that them spears. Like, I don't know who I win right now, but if I could, yeah, like the ideal person I aspire to be are those two women. So, I, I it's just, you know, a whole um idol moment right now for me <laughs> to actually talk to her and interview with her. And Ashley is a activist, feminine, feminist, and queer activist in Trinidad. And like, if you follow her on Twitter or like just for anything, really, you know that the work she's doing is true. You know that the work she's doing is coming from a great place and she's actually making impact through those works. So, Ashley, just introduce yourself to the people, introduce yourself to everyone a bit. I am Ashley Burnett um, from Trinidad. Um, I, as mentioned before, I'm an activist. So I do a lot of work, I wear many hats um, in different things. Um, as recently appointed the chair of the Sewell Grant Vigo National Chapter. And um, prior to that, I started a, um, an NGO. Um, an intersectional Caribbean feminist NGO that seeks to sort of bridge the gap, you know, that knowledge gap that you see a lot of times in, like, between the issues and the people who actually need to be educated about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I find activist language to be well condensed um, and I have to go to, like, the dictionary sometimes to understand certain things. And so, that's the goal there, you know, to make things simple and, and easy and accessible. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, the, the main like, pool of like my work that's where it comes from to try to make everything accessible you know understand and and i'd completely get that something that we at tenementia strive for or motto is actually um to help people converse with sense 
So right. yeah, definitely get you. But your election coming up, August. What what's the climate? What's the climate right now? Like oh excitement? God. What's going on? <laughs> so um, I think a lot of things kind of like, this one thing that has remained consistent regardless of you know this pandemic is you know that, that race dynamic that occurs every five years all the mm-hmm. time. Like I mean, it exists like you know it's there. Mm-hmm. But around election time people just crawl out of their holes and they gain a new kind of confidence because you see it online, you know, you see it, like, on, like, platforms, the things that, you know, certain political leaders will say, they bring in gender and sexuality into the thing, and it's, like, a whole mess. It's, you know, this year, though, what's new, so, you know, Trinidad has their new, yeah, they have Trinidad, which is their version of dancehall, and, um, I mean, so certain artists and whatnot come from different um, disenfranchised areas, and so mm-hmm. a lot of um, videos will depict that and whatnot. And can you imagine? Political parties have dancehall songs as um for their paid advertisements. Yeah, I know the sixes. I know the Trinidadian six. I'm I'm a fan. A recent. Let me not say fan. That's a big word. Like right. you know, I I appreciate it. I when I was in Trinidad, I heard mm-hmm. a few. Um, some of my closest friends are Trinis, Big Up Ryan and yeah. Shauna, any of them, they, they, they put me on. So, I know after dancer, yeah. Trinidad dancer. Yeah, so you have these political uh, parties hiring these men mm-hmm. to, to have, you know, paid ads, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you hear the, um, this rhythm, um, there's a, a piano mother song with Trinidad goes, this kind of dance, I don't know what rhythm it is, but it's one of the things you're a real brother for in a party, and they have a whole, they have a dance for it too, and I'm like, wow, so these people clearly know what's going on on the ground. Oh, so, I saw the videos <laughs> with the choreography yeah. and all. <laughs> I saw it. Crazy. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it. But um yeah. just just for um listeners outside of Trinidad, um can you give me like mm-hmm. a brief overview of what the political climate is in, in Trinidad? And I want to put it in the context of PNM versus UNC because Trinidad is so for Jamaican listeners, Trinidad have a lot of minor political parties. I know yeah. one of the most recent the firm was founded by um I think he's twenty five. His name lost me. I really shouldn't remember his name because he's a very, very beautiful man. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. So I know there were a lot of minor polit- minor political groups, but in regards to PNM and UNC, like, can you give us a brief mm-hmm. overview, especially when it comes to race and issues that they stand on? Yeah. And yeah, just a brief overview. So, like, before that, this elections, like, in my opinion, and I guess in, in, in many persons, it's anybody's game at this point. Any mm-hmm. of those two major political parties, mm-hmm. PNM or UNC. And like I mean, for years it's always been those two major parties, but there's a huge like racial divide there. So for example, I mean this is a known fact, so no one can like crucify me for saying this, but you would find those who are Afro Trinidadian voting for the PNM party mm-hmm. and those who are Indo Trinidadian voting for the UNC party. And it has nothing to do with what these parties have done. It all falls under race right some of us have have never seen our mps before in our life we don't know anything everything is you know deplorable but we still at the end of the day vote based on based on race you know oh that's why you guys okay yeah so like even like now like to me i mean previous years have been nasty like on the political platform but this Mm -hmm. year i don't know they have like a 
extra little, mm, you know, um, like recently we had Kamala saying the black man. The yeah, and then saying the blank man. Yeah. Yeah, the blank. Yeah, that Kamala. shit. And then um, <laughs> this week, um, you had the uh, MP for Princess Town um, on the PNM side calling, saying, you know, put a real woman in Princess Town. So, but context, I, like, I think one was like, you know, this is so um, homophobic and things. So I was like, I wonder who's the opposing candidate. Went into a quick Google to the UNC candidate of Princess Town. It's Barry Paderak, oh right? God. Which is, uh, um, I believe he's a, it's a gay man. And, uh, you know, he has some sort of feminine, feminine traits that a lot of people think that is, you know, unmanly, whatever nonsense that, you know, um, mm-hmm. please believe. And so... To say repeatedly, put a real woman, you know, in Princess Town, and the last time a real woman was elected was, you know, however many years ago, and like the parties are playing nasty. I mean, they've always been, but now it's just like. <laughs> I'm not even here, like, because it's not funny. Yeah, it's not okay. Not yeah, okay. That's not funny. I remember seeing the the one of the nastiest elections I've seen in my time, probably twenty mm-hmm. eleven. When yeah. we had a we had a in Jamaica we had a we had a, a a youth one of the youth no one of the youth affiliate of a political party ran an ad, oh. <laughs> and the prime minister who at the time was Portia and let I tell you there's a reason why today I'm like yo I'm not going into politics because when you play them game there like mm. with me right. I'm not going to make a rich court because. You're not going to embarrass me like that. We have had recent years, if you're Jamaican, you know how the Anne-Marie Vass versus Damien Crawford thing, where we basically said that the, the forest place she's going to be is Mrs. Vaz. is, And then you had um, another political party who attacked another um, candidate because, oh, um, homophobic language per se. And right. it's very unfortunate to see that happening in Trinidad. You know, I always have Trinidad and, and Barbados as the most progressive countries in the caribbean and to see yeah. that is to hear that is just nasty wow yeah All right, i so. mean some people are progressive but then like we have laws that aren't mm-hmm. i mean look you know it's been like before this before 2020 the last time our um domestic violence act was amended was 1999 okay right so there are certain things that's kind of progressive but certain things are just kind of stuck you know, you know? understand PNM versus so that that's mm-hmm. basically the chance of PNM and UNC and just yeah. so we know Keith, everybody knows yeah. Keith. Um, actually met him once, well twice, right? Mm. <laughs> and I remember I went to a, a is panel is pada the 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 thing that you guys have from Venezuela is like a Venezuela esque music. Pada I don't know what it was, but I uh-huh. yes yes that's what right. it is. I went yeah. when I was in Trinidad. I went to a concert per se and he was there and that was lovely and then he came to my, my university um mm-hmm. and share his thoughts on what's happening in trinidad um right. so keith and kamala right yeah how, mm-hmm. how are they seen by trinidadians <laughs> well i think everyone like on both sides and mm-hmm. when i say both sides i refer to afro and indo trinis mm-hmm. uh they have that um perspective that you know um common prasad visasa is a drunkard yeah you know, yeah, um, you know that <laughs> I, mean, I mean like as a woman like seeing her being trashed a lot 
like you know mm-hmm. media and and you know like that it, it's kind of uncomfortable but like there are so many instances of where like she would be doing a speech and slurring you know and so like i mean I'm, and of course everyone is like you know switching punch and all whatever nonsense you know mm-hmm. but like during her um the five years she served just 2010 and 2015 yeah were some of the hardest years for the economy like when she left treasury bear, like we like, were empty out, yeah like, yeah, it's, it was. A, it's actually a meme where somebody said they found a um a BlackBerry and five dollars um, something in Treasury um, when they had one yeah, <laughs> And then they had the helicopter like, scandal and all of, of she. Yeah. Just give, yeah. yeah. Just just tell the audience about the helicopter. Let me not say. Let the Trinidad audience say it because it's the, still mind blowing. Um, you also go watch her on Netflix and you know. There's a there's a show on Netflix about it. Huh? There's a show on Netflix about it. Cambridge Analytica when it when they spoke about Kamala, um, like using information like illegally of like citizens. <laughs> I never knew this. Go, go yes, go watch it. Go watch it. Go <laughs> I watch never it. knew this. A whole, a whole Netflix thing. First of all, that 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 documentary talks about like big companies in the world, there. Eh? Mm-hmm. And then they just have <laughs> imagine little Trinidad, Trinidad, and everything. Oh, wow. not documentary too so yeah it's on netflix okay and what's um, the name can i repeat the name again cambridge analytica okay definitely all right so like i mean during the service of Kamala's five years i mean the whole laptop giving to form one students thing was a good idea in theory because i mean understanding like your reasoning behind it which is not something they're leading with in campaigning they're mm-hmm. leading with you know well we fix box stream we fix pavement which is not job of the MP for the council but a whole other conversation mm-hmm. but um, you know like trying to raise the standard of living and access for you know young people to um to technology you know bridging that digital divide but politicians clearly don't think that's a selling point or at least they believe that you know those who are voting aren't smart um so that's that with with with, um, with Pamela but with with Keith a lot of people think you know, like certain, like my memory of Keith, like personally, mm-hmm. before I get to what what people's like general view is, mm-hmm. it was like some years ago I was young, well young, younger than I am now, and I remember him pelting a teacup in the parliament theory. That was a big thing. He got suspended from the parliament, right? The first person that I get suspended like that for pelting a teacup, right? And then like I always saw him as somebody Wait, who wanted to a like, teacup. Yeah, a teacup, like like. Being grown, half an hour whatever, a little um squabble they had in the tea room, and he felt a teacup, right? So that's my memory of every time I think of Raleigh, I think of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like I mean, as as time went by, I mean, he became someone who was like fit to lead and whatnot. There are times he says some really shitty things, like mm-hmm. some real misogynistic, sexist comments. Like there's one particular comment that I remember him saying, um, he's not in our bedroom and you know he can't control you know the kind of men that women um involve themselves with and that was in response to something that a woman being um being in a domestic violent like relationship and as a prime minister that cannot be a response but that was the response but moving away from that in general he's a really great speaker and a lot of people loves um they call him uncle keith mm-hmm. you know they love how he dresses they love 
who he is as a prime minister. And so, I, I mean, of course, there are Indochinese who don't like Rowley and call him the black man. Um, they say really, really, they call him a Rottweiler. Okay. Right? Yes. So, I mean, that different groups will have different things to say based on their race. Um, to, you know, as it compares to that of the political leader. Understand, understand. And I just want to get into, like, for this now, which is in the last half an hour. Yeah. Get into what's at stake for this election. So I know coronavirus is a huge thing mm-hmm. that, uh, that has impacted um, Trinidad. Yeah. As majority of countries in the Caribbean. And it has also mm-hmm. left economic and social impact. And what do yeah. you see corona changing a narrative of this election? Yeah. Um, well, for one, out of um, Trinbagonia nationals are stuck abroad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were able to bring home like around 19,000 people home, which is, you know, cool and whatever. But um, I am still trying to understand how we're going to manage an election day because usually election is six to six, right? Mm-hmm. But with new. Can COVID, I explain that six to six? Six a.m. to six p.m. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's not a normal day. Mm-hmm. But now with COVID restrictions, how are we going to do that in 12 hours, right? Voting. Okay. So I, I don't know, like, that is something kind of iffy for me. I'm wondering if all people won't be able to vote, you know, but I'm hoping that things work out in that way. But mm-hmm. when it, like, right now, there are a lot of cases, like, new cases that's coming up, right? Um, and so on different campaigns, you hear, um, like, there was, like, a time Kamala was saying, you know, um, keep, like, us being on lockdown is, like, worse than slavery, and that um you know she would open the borders you mm-hmm. know <laughs> open any borders go yeah, to no, I, I hear she i hear she and sunlight yeah, yeah we know the sunlight <laughs> took know, me out sunlight will kill covid mm-hmm. yes, and kill and kill and kill roll it yeah fear yes and kill roll it 2020 mm-hmm. so like there are a lot of people who i believe will take that bait right be like, okay, cool, the borders are going to open if Kamala's in power, and so let's vote for her. There are all the stupid people who will do that. Like, honestly, I don't even want to put water in my mouth, but people are real dotish and will do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, so far, what I think, like, what PNM definitely has, like, um, you can say uh, an advantage for them is how well they, han- they handle COVID, right? Okay. The management of that, um, really, really, really great, like, most of our cases were imported, and when I say imported, it's people who they brought home, mm-hmm. right? And immediately, and then the cruise. And I know you guys are the cruise ship then, thing. Yeah, I think like forty people from the cruise ship, mm-hmm. or so were um in fact, so a majority of that's from cruise ship, and then the remaining are those who imported came, cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imported, right? And so once they touch the airport, one time they take into quarantine facilities, and then you know be tested and whatnot. So it was handled real good, and so. Me, like, thinking about that and thinking about, like, when we are in, um, we're in a pandemic, when we're under pressure, you, you know a government can hold you. With Kamala, it's a, she's a people pleaser and will do anything for people to think, okay, cool, I like Kamala because she's doing this. But in, in, see, when you look at it as a whole, it's putting people in danger. Opening the borders aren't going to help, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's promising things that are unreachable, unattainable, like, saying you're going to offer 50,000 jobs, where it coming from, mm-hmm. right? Where people lost their jobs during COVID-19, right? People's jobs are unsure. Heck, my job might be unsure. Like, so many people are unsure, but you're going to bring out 50,000 new jobs. 
she's going to bring Mac giving laptops to every Form 1 student with what money? Right? When we got a hard hit with natural gas and oil, mm-hmm. when everybody know everybody know that's our main source of income, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Trinidad needs to diversify our, our um, economy, but that's a whole other story. But, mm-hmm. like, where is it coming from? And there are people who are, who are desperate, who want to hear that kind of news, mm-hmm. who, who, who might vote. And especially this election season being anybody's game, you know, like, there are, like, five marginalized seats. And so the marginalized seats are always decided by those who don't know who they're voting for. Okay, you I know? understand. And in a case like that... <sighs> scary i know that i know that so all right right. one of the things that makes for me personally Mm -hmm. and for my political ideology one of the things that makes trinidad election so delicate and why Mm -hmm. the whole caribbean should take note and pay attention is the venezuela Mm -hmm. issue and is where both keith and kamala have different stance on the venezuelan issue and Mm. Yeah, would the Venezuela issue be brought up? Do you see it being a, a major issue um, mm. in this election? And just for context, if I can just give like two minutes of what exactly is the Venezuela issue. Can me probably explain it and then yeah. people understand me at chat because English. Right. So, last year, it's probably around, I think it's in June. Mm-hmm. Now, we've, we've always had Venezuelans here, right? Mm-hmm. We've always had Venezuelan migrants. But last day in June, I think things got a bit fiery. I think that's like one of the boiling points of the situation in Venezuela. So you found like a lot of people, a lot of migrants like coming and I mean, illegally, you know, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, so, and that's just, let me just say real quick, that's the U.S. put embargoes and yeah, they basically seize yeah. control of Venezuela economy. Yeah. So, yeah. So Venezuela's like, like a rail going through it. And mm-hmm. so... Now, said things got fiery, you know, um, and so the government of Trinidad and Tobago, um, they took a step to have all the Venezuelans registered, so for a year, so that they can actually not what have a number of how many Venezuelans are here, and some of them can have access to like get jobs or get assistance in any kind of way, right? And we had a big not we sorry let me not say that, but there was a huge protest. So most of the Venezuelans were staying in the Queens Park Oval, um, in Trinidad. And some night after, I think I had passing by and I seen lights, people recording, saying, well, I want to know what's going on here because it's a cricket match. It wasn't a cricket match. <laughs> you know, it was this um, this person named Kia Hussein, right? Mm-hmm. Who, like, it had all the people with them. And they were, you know, talking about, you know, like, send them back kind of thing. And it was real, like, I mean, it was uncomfortable because these people, nobody went on building. They just say, let me go Trinidad unless, you know, they they need to. I mean, people who love Trinidad, but I mean, if you know your home, if you are comfortable in your home, you would not leave if you're comfortable, you know? So, like, in a case like that, like, Trinidad's show, their, they, they show themselves. They browse xenophobic. They just, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw the videos um, of those. And then yeah. this year, I know Kamala had, in, in March, I think, she had a mm-hmm. whole press, press meeting. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm still laughing. <laughs> oh Lord, that's something else. But yes. Um and so I think but I don't think people are thinking about that. I don't think anybody's thinking about that mm-hmm. um as a as means to sway their vote. Mm-hmm. I think all the people, um especially now. Here's why now is even like people have a kind of hatred too. 
Um, so recently we got, I think like one, like within last week, there were like shiploads of, of Venezuelans coming to the shores, right? Mm-hmm. Illegally. And a couple of times, you know, the Coast Guard were able to like intercept them and, you know, return them to, to their shores. But some people got in, right? And there has been a couple like COVID-19 cases. One report, some newspaper, um, news media house report said that, you know, someone got it from a migrant. Didn't specify, you know, what kind of migrant. But everybody knows what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. know? And so, like, that hatred towards our community, all the people, like, I just, I guess they, they think, okay, cool, these Venezuelans are bringing COVID here. Mm-hmm. And so, I think... It's further fueling the xenophobia. I guess. Yeah, mm. it is, you know, and also people, I mean, and, and the thing is that we don't even know, I don't know what these parties have in store or what they have planned because, I mean, manifestos just have not been a center of their campaigning. Yeah. I think today, um, PNM dropped their manifesto that I still have to read, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen anybody's manifesto. They just have their major selling points, uh, but to say you have anything to read, you know, so don't know what their plans are, you know, in that, in that regard. All right. And, um, yeah, so another thing that happens in the Trinidad election, or supposed to impact the Trinidad election, in my opinion, is um, the Black Lives Matter protest that you guys did, which I know yeah. actually had a part to play in. And I'm just going to give you the floor mm-hmm. to explain why the protest was important, um, the events yeah. surrounding the protest. Um, yeah, especially when it comes to police brutality, because everybody knew about your yeah. Trinidad infamous commission of police so <laughs> i'll give you the floor to explain um what surround that protest the events that kick off that protest and how that mm-hmm. protest will impact the in the election right so the first the first 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 protest that we had this year mm-hmm. that was around um that's when george floyd was was, was murdered because you know Mm-hmm. And so, in solidarity, there was a really, really small, like, five people who gathered um, opposite the U.S. Embassy. And then they said, you know what, they're going to host another one. So, other people was like, yeah, they want to stand in solidarity too. So, it happened again, you know. And at that protest, like, for me, at that protest, is was, like, a kind of a turning point where what's happening in the U.S. was, like, applied as in, it was localized. Yeah, so it was like, it's like a catalyst then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To that, to, to, you know, police brutality and all that. And so, it was, yes, solidarity, but also for us too. But then, the protest that everybody knows about, which is the one on the Monday, mm-hmm. when um, Harry Griffith came in with his men. Now listen, right? And I'll explain why that was so alarming. The, the protest on the Friday was simple. There was one police car, you know, men were in their vehicles. They were just chilling, normal thing, because it's a peaceful protest, right? I've been to protests, like, so many, and I know what I usually expect, and it's just police just in their car, just cool. But Monday? Yeah, no, I reach. I see, you know, like, a, a thick group. So I think you didn't have people in with the police because of the only people. No, it was police officers heavily armed with oh, wow. assault rifle and everything that they're going into. Oh, so I'm like, this is weird. Then they want to come like about 20 police cars, I probably exaggerated, probably had like 15 that were like lining that area. So I was like, okay, this is real, this is a lot. So when got in there standing, you know, 
people doing there, no peace, no justice, no peace, you know, normal thing, everything is cool. Mm-hmm. And we're following Palestinian guidelines. We had um, our mask and all that. And then, like, Gary arrived. Um, the mistake, I think, that the organizers of the protest did was to give Gary a floor because this protest is <laughs> not Gary's. And not mm-hmm. to say thanks, police. And let me just say, for persons, for persons who don't know, Gary is their commissioner of police. Like, can't miss yes. him. He's, I, I don't want, for Jamaicans, I don't want to put him in the context of Adams, but them really are rob, like, in, in personal districts, basically. Jamaicans <laughs> understand the Adams reference. Well, you can continue, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, Gary came, and everybody, like, was, like, in, like encircling him. He's standing up there, whatever. And then he left. And then he came back. But at this point, there was a police officer who was, like, videotaping, which was, like, not okay because, like, why? Mm -hmm. And then one of the organizers was like, you know, like, we don't consent to being taped. Can you take off your camera? And then it got a little rowdy there for about three minutes. I got nervous, so I walked back because the police were starting to move in, like, they're ready to, you know, do some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from that, we started, we had a, a TTBLM meeting, so... Trinidad and Tobago Black Lives Matter meeting to see what are the ways we can actually address police brutality and, you know, all of these systems of oppression here in Trinidad as it relates to, you know, law enforcement and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that meeting, we had a list of things as to what, you know, we want to achieve and whatnot. And then about two weeks or so later, boy, there was a video circulating of police killing three men, three unarmed men. Mm-hmm. Now, these things happen all the time in Trinidad and Tobago. We just don't see it. Okay. You know, you would hear um, reports of, well, you know, the assailant was shooting at us and we returned fire and shot them dead. But, and as the kind of story, they tried to, like, cook up for us with these things, but the difference is that there was a video, mm-hmm. right? And so, of course, um, East Sports of Spain, um, they ha- they ha- they protested about it, you know, mm-hmm. and they protested for I think it was about two days, okay, right? Um, and the police like it was really really fiery. Um, for the Spain Trinidad was fiery, right? And of course, a lot of um organ feminist organizations like Womantra, like they were there in support um of the communities, and so like circulated information. Us at feminist tried to circulate information to. Um, I started doing some work with um, an organization called Groundation, which is doing amazing work. So Groundation, like, like, um, Groundation, love the name. Yeah. Walter Rodney would be pro. Love it. They do really, yeah. It's based on um, so Walter Rodney's um, mm-hmm. Groundation of my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's brilliant. You know, the work is good. So like during that, during those those um protests, police arrested seventy two men, right? Seventy two men, seventy two people, because they were women too. Mm-hmm breaking the COVID act, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, gathering and not social distancing, mm-hmm. right? Whatever nonsense. And so they arrested them, took them down to different stations and whatever, right? And so um, what Ground Nation has been doing is, like, they organize um, attorneys to, to bail them out and um, whatnot. But, like, that Black Lives Matter thing, um, movement, I think now we're able to apply it and now zero in on what um, what law enforcement does to people. Like, I heard mm-hmm. some stories 
of you know police officers who would take so in different parts of in East Port of Spain they are like Turks, right? Okay. And so certain people, if you belong to one group, you can't go over to the street of another group. And there are police oh, wow. officers who would take men up and drop them from who, who they know not supposed to go, mm-hmm. take them up and drop them there. So oh, many wow. times you would hear reports of men being killed. It's because you know the police contributed to that because they believe that these people are not worthy of, of certain rights, right? Oh, wow. um, and so I think that, that this movement definitely put like zeroed in on that, and mm-hmm. like people are now having the conversations and looking in as to how these communities are actually served. Mm-hmm. So. Um, before elections was announced, the Prime Minister, um, Dr. Keith Rowley, announced that they're going to do this um, recovery team, right? Um, mm-hmm. For, he said, we're no longer calling these areas hotspots. They are special communities in need of special attention. Oh, like Jamaica, That's special it. zones. Yes, we have, we have, right. we have zones yeah. in Jamaica. Okay, got it. And then after that, boom, elections announced, right? And so, in my opinion, I saw it as a political play mm-hmm. because. Let's say you don't win elections. What's going to happen to that committee? Okay. Right? Who's going to see it through? And we all know, like, the opposition in France, Bego, they don't work hand-in-hand hand with the government. They just work to oppose everything. Yeah, we saw that. We saw that. that. to me, it's like, what are you really doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then if people only commit, they some of them questionable. A whole other story. <laughs> but, like, to me, like, a lot of times, like, these communities are, like, ignored up until election time. So mm-hmm. you see them now engaging. Like if you drive down the beat on highway in Trinidad, I look over today and I am seeing UNC flags posted plastered in the beat mm-hmm. right? And so like you, you see them now using the artists that certain people like who sing Trinidad dancehall mm-hmm. to sort of amplify like, hey, vote for us. Because if you, so like Prince Rani has a song for the UNC, but he's paid really well, right? All people love Prince Rani. Oh, yeah, we know that. Um, we know him. Yeah, so imagine if you see someone that you love and look up to singing song, singing a song for a particular party, people are going to, people, their votes can be swayed because it's like, okay, if this person is doing that, then maybe, you know? And, like, I find it so problematic and real hurtful because I'm like, you cannot continue engaging these communities only around election time because they are not invisible, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like... If it's one thing I'm grateful for is that, like, these things are not being amplified and seen, you know, because before it's like you knew about it, but you don't see it. Like, you would grow up not ever wanting to venture into esports or space. And, and, and the truth is, it's only last month, no, this month, earlier this month, is the first time I ever went to esports or Spain in some areas because of Group with Ground Asia. The first time, you know, and like, I, I was like, nah. When I got there, and I'm looking at the at the place, I'm like, but the media just made this place look so nasty, and a place you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And but it's nice, the view nice, the place <laughs> clean, people nice. Like I was like, you see the media. Like if you take everything wholesale from the media, let me tell you. <laughs> understand, <laughs> understand. Jamaica is having yeah. their own, their own, their own thing yeah. with the media right now. But um, what do you think the Black Lives Matter will impact this this election, especially with um Kamala utterances of referring to Keith as the black man? Yeah, I think it will. Mm-hmm. I think people now more than ever too, like even looking at conversations like on Twitter and whatnot, 
RL sensitized to these things and actually see it more. Like, it's the first time in a while mm-hmm. or ever I've ever seen such rich conversations happening around this. So I, I do believe that it can sway mm-hmm. uh, people's votes. Um, hopefully it does, and people just not all talk. But in the, in the, when the ballot, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, I think it will, I think it can, I think it should, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I wish it was like that in Jamaica, cause but the thing is that our <laughs> political parties are not. Alright, so if any Trinidad you listen to anybody who said that Jamaica or Jamaica political parties are not um aligned by race, it's well, uh-huh. well, well that could be argued historically, but let me mm-hmm. not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, yeah it's not, but it can be argued, very mm-hmm. true argument. But it's along political ideologies. So if you're traditionally a socialist, then you know you venture to uh, PMP. If you are more right, um, conservative, you venture to JLP. In recent years, in the nine, like late 1990s, we have seen mm-hmm. after um the great transformation of Michael Manley, we have seen where PMP have moved towards the mm-hmm. the right. So I wouldn't say we have a socialist political party in Jamaica currently mm-hmm. but historically the pmp is that so our thing is along political ideologies and not mm-hmm. race so i'm not right. so i personally don't see um the matter of police brutality among um police brutality when it comes to poor black bodies poor in the context of class being yeah. like a major thing in jamaica because they're going to but like racism don't exist in jamaica mm-hmm. like why should you know, let me not. But yeah. I, be at them argument there. Um, every time race and class come up in a Jamaica, it doesn't exist. And we can't bother. We can't bother to teach and explain okay. to people. Go read a book. Um, can't bother. So, <laughs> so, um, so, next week, Monday, I just want, alright, just roll of the episode and tell me what you hope comes from this election um what is your like the major thing you're looking for even after the election like let's just tie it in for me like less than five minutes i'm giving it the floor to say whatever you want to about this election coming up especially as a youth um this is the first time voting in an election um in general yeah yeah all right so that... okay so just tie it up for me please yeah um <sighs> I hope that I'm proven wrong. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, like all the conversations that we're having, you know, like about what we actually want to see in the world, like in, in Trinidad and go happens and it reflects in the votes. And so we don't put someone in leadership who we know don't care about the well-being of people as, in a whole, as a whole, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, <sighs> it's really in ourselves two evils, huh? Yeah, so, <laughs> it's politics. It's, it's it like I real it like you know, I mean I know who I am voting for, mm-hmm. and I know it's because, um, I've seen what the other party has done. I see what you know the things that they're proposing to do, how damaging it can actually be for us as a people mm-hmm. in Trinidad and Tobago. And I think, yeah, I just hope people the conversations still happen. I I hope that we're able to continue doing the work. Special communities continue, like, even after election, like, regardless of who wins, who loses, at the end of the day, it's like our it's our um responsibility to still band together and still get shit done. Because if we wait and depend on the government to, to make the ideal Trinidad and Tobago 
I mean, yes, we have to depend on them in some ways, like for laws and stuff. But I mean, in terms of you know living with each other and the kind of things that we want to achieve, we, we had a we had a whole hand, and we have to put differences aside. We can't be what our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. grew or have done. You know, like that kind of race in in terms of race relations. Like, let me be different. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. be different. Understand so, that, yes. and same sentiments yeah. that that flows over into jamaica election um but yeah yeah, ashley um thank you so much for providing insight as to what's going on in trinidad um like i said before like me excited to talk to you like you're from 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 bucket list like no you're like me i say yo i'm gonna talk to her one day and also if you guys go and listen to the last episode and let's see if we get the political um podcast that the historical podcast that we have sorry and we spoke about um the the events surrounding the 1990 coup um mm. in trinidad ashley this is the ashley i was raving about guys is she, <laughs> she she's the one so yeah definitely thank you for coming on and provide insight definitely trying to move outside of a more jamaica core political and political experience and get more um youth who are doing political work and activists activist work in the caribbean to come on and speak you know because a whole yeah, yeah, we are, we are trying to do that, you know, make Eric proud, you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Try to have some kind of um Caribbean unity in our own way. So definitely thank you for coming on and provide. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm learning a lot, me personally, a lot, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Um before we even go, I'm gonna just shout out Kia, Cyan, Danny, Christine, Shana, Rayan, Elijah, who else will miss so probably gonna miss a couple other names, Sabrina. Like all the persons, all the Trini persons who are going to school with, especially Cyan, Lisa, and Dane and Kia, who keep me up burst of what's happening in Trinidad because I can't be there right now. I'm a hurt because the board has closed, but I understand. I understand. Definitely show to you. Definitely show to you. They have been keeping me abreast of what's going on in Trinidad. Like, and I definitely appreciate them for being my life and just doing that. As I said before, Trinis are my favorite people. Favorite, favorite people. And <laughs> they are, and they are, they really are. Um, I'm kind of biased as well, but yeah. So guys, I hope um everybody learned something new. I hope um if you are outside of China, they're paying attention to these elections. And yeah, we're just gonna make vibes cartel close you out. And yeah, be safe, guys, and wear your mask. And yeah, Kamala yeah. said, "Sun like cure COVID." Like we not do that thing there. You get me a chair for say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice social distance. <laughs> Bye, guys.